0: Welcome to the 75th episode of Downtime Podcast. I'm Elisa.
1: I am Jeremy.
0: And you're joining us on a wonderful Friday. The week, the work week is over.
1: If you're listening to this on a Friday, happy Friday. If you're listening to this on any other day that's not Friday, happy, happy Friday. Friday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how you been you've been busy you know Are you we haven't had you on the podcast in a while
0: yeah well i have been busy but i've also been sick for legit um when you had your podcast with mayu that was maybe my fourth day in a row being sick and i was sick oh. for a, a whole good week and it was it was almost it was almost like the flu it wasn't the flu but it was like the flu where my muscles and everything was fatigued and i couldn't do any motor skill and i was just in bed
1: oh my goodness for a while
0: and really the only thing that i could do was just kind of prop up and watch tv or like even going on my phone hurt because it used my hands
1: oh my god alisa
0: (laughs) i know but i am i'm better now yay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're better, but
1: that's really scary.
0: Yeah, I know, but it, it's it's all good now. I am okay. Um, I, You know, the good news is in that time, I've basically caught up on all these TV shows.
1: Always good to catch up on stuff on Netflix or Hulu or HBO. What did you watch recently?
0: So there's three shows that I'm caught up with. The first one... Is American Vandal and I saw both seasons of American Vandal and I mean I didn't binge it in less than 24 hours but you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay I have to say something about this because I actually finished the second season yesterday
0: oh my god okay and
1: I I, I, I've been like obsessed with that show that show is good
0: I so I love mockumentaries of any kind Yep. And when I found out that this was a crime show like Law and Order serial mockumentary, I watched it and I was hooked immediately. <laughs> that is an excellent show.
1: Oh, I, w- I want a third season. Like, I want a third season. They,
0: ne- they need to do a third season in college.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, th- they're in high school. I mean, just keep going up, you know, until they graduate college.
0: Yeah, I mean, technically, season two is their senior thesis. It's their final project.
1: Right, yeah, that's right.
0: Which season did you like more, season one or season two?
1: I like season one's character development and twists and turns, but I like season two's ending more.
0: Hmm. I, you know what? I can kind of agree with you with that. What I liked about season one was it was a very introspective piece on investigating something but kind of seeing how it affects the people around you and anyone that you've worked with, anyone that you're friends with. And because of that, I was more affected, not more affected by Dylan, but I i felt for his character because I saw him create a relationship with um, Peter and whatnot versus yeah. season two. Where they didn't go to the high school and right. it's 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 different, and so it was much more it was investigative, but from more uh afar,
1: yeah, yeah, and I felt like season one was a lot more personal, definitely, and season two was like we're supposed to be taking the perspective of Peter and Sam, yes, but uh yeah, no i I really liked season one's characters more, I feel. I like Jimmy Tatro, the guy that plays Dylan. I think he was hilarious. And do you know that he's a YouTuber?
0: I think, you know, I was about to comment. What's crazy about season one and season two is a lot of the main characters came from Vine or they came from YouTube.
1: Yeah, I was reading up an article about uh, the casting for season one. And the filmmakers were saying that they wanted to cast people that were not big A-list stars. They wanted to cast like almost unknown people that can come up with like improv on the on like you know think on their feet and come up with dialogue that's not really in the script because you know they just want it to be naturally funny or naturally awkward in that sense
0: and i think that's great jimmy tatro is a voiceover for the yeti movie you know what i'm talking about there's a new yeah. animated movie by dreamworks and it's about yetis
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: i think he's one of the yetis
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> so random but i think so too i think you're right but, yeah. I mean, good for him. I mean, he branched out to more mainstream stuff.
0: Exactly, which I think is a very good thing.
1: Totally. I mean, we all know what happened to Kev Jumba. He went on Nickelodeon for a hot minute, and then he dropped off the map. I know. <laughs> um, I digress, and then, but...
0: Uh, uh, one comment that I had about Season 2 was... um, I think the ending of... The, what you said about the ending of Season 2 impacting you a lot more. Like... For me, the ending of season one was like when I watched it, I felt a feeling of, oh, that was a good one. Like, that was a good twist. I would have never guessed who the final suspect was. Yeah. And then when I got to season two, that ending was like, I hate people who are terrible human beings. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. There was a lot more anger in season two. There was so much.
0: I had so much pent-up anger during the reveal. I was so mad. I was so upset.
1: I know. Like, that was messed up. Like, season one, I was like, holy crap. I can't believe this is the person that drew all the dicks. And then season two is like, man, you are just a piece of shit. Why would like, you fuck do that? this
0: guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. But, oh, man. Oh. Yeah. No, that's... But overall, I think the show is great. Like, both seasons together, they need to be watched back-to-back because it's it's hilarious like uh, the concept of it is just really original and funny and all the people that populate the show are just hilarious and I know. put a really h- human perspective on something that's really simple and might be monotonous but they blow it up to a more professional professional sense like, yes. it looks it, it's a it's an almost harmless crime that could be easily done away with but they make it seem more grandiose than it actually is and it's i think that's hilarious
0: exactly it's a dark comedy for sure in that sense
1: yeah, yeah it's it's great and so,
0: it, t- it tugs on your heartstrings a lot more
1: oh than yeah no you're season expecting. one no totally season one i was rooting for dylan the whole time i'm like come on man like i want you to i want you to be free from all this <laughs> I know. But on top of American Vandal, what else did you watch or are you watching?
0: Okay. I'm not done, but I'm on season three of Seven Deadly Sins, which is an anime about the Seven Deadly Sins. And the Seven Deadly Sins is kind of personified as seven people during the medieval times. And season one was is you start off with, I believe, Melod- Melodius, something like that. That's his name. And he's the uh, the Sin of Wrath. And Ooh. he's pretty much creating, like, he's finding all of his sins, you know, his posse, throughout the entire season. Yeah. And then, so, season three is basically everything's finally rounding up now that everyone is together.
1: Oh, wow. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so it's it's good. It or er, it's fun. S- season 1, the first 6 episodes when I watched it, I wasn't sure if I was even a fan of the show at all. And then I think when the show revealed envy, that's when I picked up on the show. So
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. And And this Go ahead. Oh, go go for it. I I
1: just want to say, I think I've seen this on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original anime, right?
0: It is a Netflix original and I, it's kind of surprising that it's a Netflix it very much feels like it was just something like Funimation or Animex.
1: Right, right. And that that's good. I mean, that's a good thing that they have that quality.
0: It it is. It's a very good thing. And they even have a Japanese I'm watching the Japanese dub of it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, or, I think yeah.
0: Yeah. So I appreciate that they have multiple languages
1: good i mean i think that's a good thing that they probably did the japanese first and then just layered over all their audio
0: i almost wonder if it was netflix japan who made it
1: i believe so i mean it has to be since you know i'm sure the production company that made the anime is in japan i'm sure they work with that company
0: that would make a lot of sense
1: like how fuji tv works with netflix to bring out terrace house
0: yes basically
1: yeah yeah and
0: I'm then actually, oh, oh go, go
1: ahead, for go it i've actually been watching anime too and i i finished i don't know if i mentioned this before but i finished uh my hero academia oh yes a couple you have. Of weeks ago yeah mm-hmm. and then uh today was the last episode of season three of attack on titan and i watched that literally like an hour or two ago and Was it
0: the last episode or it's just on a break? I'm getting confused. Conflict- yeah, it's on hiatus. So, okay, I'm, I'm getting very conflicting announcements about No, no, no.
1: I can confirm if you're a fan of Attack on Titan and you watched episode 12 today or whatever day, it is on hiatus until April 2019. So that means that season three is still happening. It's not going to be season four. Think of this as season three A and when the next part of season three comes out, it'll be season three B.
0: That's weird because American shows do that, and I've never experienced that with a Japanese show before, having a huge break in between the seasons. It's very yeah, common for the dramas here, though.
1: Yeah, no, totally. But I think it's weird, too, because the, the manga is so far ahead for Attack on Titan, it's like they could pretty much do 24 episodes like back, like back continuously, but they didn't choose to do that. They chose to take a break instead. So I'm wondering, like, Maybe they were trying to see how far the manga would get before they made a decision, <laughs> because season two was a disappointingly twelve episode season, and it's before true. that, season one was like 24, 25 episodes. And I, I like, know
0: what? it was.
1: So maybe this is, you know, their way of saying, "Hey guys, season three is still going on, but we need to take a break and continue making the anime." Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been watching that. So
0: very cool. Very cool.
1: Yeah, and I've also been watching Terrace House. Hey,
0: Terrace House. <laughs> Part,
1: I've been watching Fucking Terrace House. Fucking
0: crazy.
1: <laughs> we'll do a spoiler cast next time about yeah. Terrace House.
0: The last show that I'm watching, I watched the first episode of Handmaid's Tale. What's that? It's the most fucked up show ever.
1: <laughs> well, say no yeah. more.
0: <laughs> say no more. Um... <laughs> it's so horrifying i don't even know if i can get past episode one i was so shocked and mortified i'm not over it right now and it was so it's like interesting and what drives me is i want to watch it because i want to see the main character survive but at the same time it's just so terrible terrible meaning. This is this is honestly scarier to me than any whor- like horror movie that I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> oh man, okay, I know okay.
0: because it's very much it very much reflects. It's about a it's like a dystopian society, and it's kind of it's not a cult, but it's pretty much um a society where we're in like we're in the two thousands, like it's already the future, but f- yeah. somehow. A religious patriarchal society overruns the government and is now in control and basically brings everything back to the olden times when women were um, subservient.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And women are used... Um, if w- Women are only valuable if they're fertile and they're used for reproducing.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, and then any other woman who's not fertile is kind of sent to a place called the colony which is basically like a real like like the place that you don't want to go
1: oh wow
0: yeah it's it's kind of it's frightening in my opinion
1: (laughs) i that is horrifying to think about
0: i yeah it's like i i really want to watch this because i want to know what happens to june who's the name of the main character but at the same time i don't think i can like i don't think my guts can watch it
1: <laughs> Ugh, no i i know what you mean
0: yeah it, yeah
1: well it sounds like an interesting show i might have to add that to my queue and maybe watch like the first five minutes of the ep- first episode and see if i can stomach it
0: i know apparently the crazy thing is apparently it's based off of a book that a lot of people have read in high school
1: huh Okay.
0: I never read this book in high school. <laughs>
1: yeah, me neither. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the, I, pro- the, the
0: production value and the writing and everything, I think, is very good. I just feel like you need to be in the right mindset to watch it, for sure.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's one of the shows that maybe you shouldn't eat something before you watch it, or maybe you should eat something after and wait for it to digest.
0: Yeah, it's very it's it it can get very disturbing.
1: Oh, I bet.
0: Yeah. And that rounds up all the TV I'm watching. Um, I'm watching Community as well, but that's not a new show for me. I've been keeping up with Community for since the beginning.
1: Oh yeah, no, I remember you at work when we were coworkers. You had the 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 Community mug.
0: Sorry, oh my God, not community, superstore, my bad Oh,
1: I was like, oh my God,
0: <laughs> I was like, I oh, can way rewatch
1: community if you want there's nothing there's nothing wrong with rewatching community
0: oh i oh don't worry i i rewatch community often. I was just confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, I have a superstore mug. I realize I'm talking about superstore okay <laughs> another another kind of um mo- not mocku- it's not a mockumentary. it's not like parks and Rec, but it's a workplace comedy so
1: right 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 retail workplace comedy
0: retail workplace comedy
1: and we actually saw the set of the cloud nine store to like uh a year ago yeah two years ago wait two years ago a year ago two years ago
0: oh my god yeah that's Crazy. crazy but that's all the tv i'm watching
1: nice uh to round that out i actually finished another show called Man of the High Castle. I don't know if you've heard of it. I
0: totally heard of that show.
1: Season 3 came out a couple of weeks ago and I finished it in like a week and oh boy, that's a great show. It's mm. uh
0: It's on Amazon Prime, right?
1: It is, yeah. Um So for those that don't don't know what the show's about, it's based on a novel by Philip K Dick and if you guys don't know who Philip K Dick is, he was the inspiration for Blade Runner. And his book, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, is the basis for the Blade Runner film series. So he's no stranger to sci-fi, and his books are no stranger to adaptations of big-budget sci-fi flicks. Um, the story of Man in the High Castle is about the Axis powers winning World War II. So that's the Nazi Germany side and the Empire of Japan side. So they win They win World War II... And the uh, Japanese Empire takes over the Pacific United States section. So they call it the JPS, Japan Pacific States. And the Nazis take over the East Coast and most of the Midwest. So the Nazis have more control over the United States, but there's a little buffer area between both the JPS and the Nazi Reich called the Neutral States. And that's or neutral territory, I think. And that's where the uh, people go to like, like talk about business that's where the japan and and germany can go to talk about you know the politics and that's where like kind of like a wild west section of uh the world is in the united states where like there's kind of lawless and cowboys kind of still roam that area um and it takes place this whole story takes place in the 1960s and season three takes place in 1962 or 1963 i forget um so it's an alternate history show with elements of sci-fi and I won't spoil too much about the sci-fi part of it because it gets pretty good later on. And in the beginning, it's kind of, you're kind of questioning what's happening, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty great show right now. I like a lot of the characters. Um, there's a lot. Of, it's really bloody too. It's it's pretty gruesome. <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen that sometimes I couldn't stomach it. Like there's a guy, oh, it's horrible. There's a guy who was caught being a traitor in the Kempeitai, and the Kempeitai is basically the Japanese version of the Gestapo, and the Gestapo and oh, Kempeitai God, okay. are secret police, and they basically work directly for the government and for the leader of the of the respective governments, and they. Go around and they make sure you're, you know, abiding by the law, pretty much. They're military police, but like a hardcore level of it. And so there's a guy, a Japanese officer who was caught as um, a traitor. And what they did was they lined up a bunch of guys in with bayonets and they took turns stabbing him one by one. And they showed the whole scene and the guy was like yelling for his life. And I was like, oh, God, this is horrible. Um, and That was the beginning of one of the episodes, oh, God. <laughs> like the first 30 seconds, like everyone's in a line, taking turns, stabbing this guy for, for like two minutes of the first opening of this episode. And I'm like, why am I watching this? It's horrible. Um, I know. But no, the, I digress. And uh, the whole show overall is really good. As I mentioned before, it's the sci-fi take on alternate history. And um, it doesn't really follow the book anymore because the book is the book doesn't really talk about a lot of character development and a lot of characters in the show aren't represented in the book and so you know I'd I'd say that the show at this point has taken a lot of creative liberties to move the story in a direction that's a lot more viewer friendly and a lot more cinematically friendly um I recommend it to anyone that's interested in history and alternate history um anyone that likes action thriller mystery suspense basically if you liked Lost you might like this show because there's a lot of elements that I think (laughs) <laughs> that were in lost That are and if you show. like ridley scott that's true he's an executive producer for this show
0: i was interested in the show because i know a lot about world war ii is going to sound weird but it was like the test that i knew the best about when i was in high school and oh no no
1: yeah totally me too
0: in, uh, in college, I, I actually read a lot of uh, literature about World War II because I ha- I, there were quite a few classes that I took regarding World War II except from the different perspectives. So it was different literatures from the different countries, including Japan, actually.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. So no, like,
0: I wanted yeah. to watch... I, I, I This is a show on my radar because I'm curious how they portrayed it in an entertainment setting.
1: Definitely check it out. I mean, um, as I mentioned before... The Japanese Empire takes over the West Coast of the United States. So they never talk about L.A., but they do talk a lot about San Francisco since a majority of the West Coast scenes are taking place in San Francisco, and they actually did shoot in San Francisco. Um, one of my friends, his coworker, who is of Japanese descent, was actually cast as an extra for Season 3 in the background for one of the San Francisco scenes since they were shooting on location in San Francisco. So I think it's really cool that they portray San Francisco as being ruled by the Japanese and they also, they also actually shoot here. So it's, it's really cool being a local and, and wondering what productions going on since there aren't too many movies and TV shows being set in San Francisco anymore. Yeah. With the, exce- with the exception of Venom <laughs> recently.
0: Yeah. And then also I think um, Ant-Man was San Francisco as well.
1: That's correct. There were very select scenes from Ant-Man that were set in San Francisco. Um, the whole like, most of the movie of Ant-Man and the Wasp was set in San Francisco. Like, the Dr. Hank Pym's house is actually an, an actual, a real house in SF that you can drive by. Um, there's a part where they showed Pier 39. Um, but mostly the other downtown scenes were actually shot in Atlanta.
0: Mm. And I didn't just, know it was in Atlanta.
1: Uh, it's cheaper to shoot in Atlanta and in another city.
0: A lot of things are shot in Georgia. Walking Dead shot in Georgia.
1: Avengers 4 was shot in Georgia.
0: Whoa, I did not know that. I thought it was yeah. shot in Korea. Oh, no, 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 no. That is Black Panther.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think they shot some of Black Panther in Georgia, Korea, and other places. Maybe London. I don't remember. But yeah, Makes sense. I, yeah. It's just the film industry now, everything is much cheaper to shoot in Georgia. Everyone's going to Atlanta because it's like so cheap to shoot movies there. And you can double the downtown city area for any city in the world.
0: It's true, because you can always graph, um, graphi- graphically change it anyways.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah. And here's another surprising fact I found. So do you know what Pinewood Studios is, Elisa?
0: That sounds very familiar.
1: They shoot Star Wars. They shoot James Bond movies there. Um, Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit movies were shot there at one point. Okay. It's like this huge studio that's uh, based in London, England. I think it's London. I forget. But it's in England and it's a huge yeah. movie movie studio like set. Um and Pinewood Studios actually bought a plot of land in Georgia and they own a huge set which was where Avengers 4 was shot. So it goes to show you that, you know, Hollywood really isn't the destination for filmmaking anymore. Everyone's doing it in Georgia.
0: Man, Georgia's really going to build up their... Because um, a lot of uh, a lot of animation companies and cable companies are also in Georgia. I think Cartoon Network is based in Georgia. Well, It's Los Angeles and Georgia.
1: Yeah, Adult Swim, I think, is only based in Georgia. Yeah. But it's crazy. I mean, the film slash TV industry is moving away from the West Coast and going towards more of the South slash East Coast. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, things change. But I'm, it's nice to see other locations once in a while.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh man, we haven't talked anything about video games yet, huh?
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk about video games.
1: Uh, this is what you're here for, right? <laughs>
0: Yay! <laughs> uh, so uh, since I've been limited, I, I haven't. I, I there's a lot I need to catch up on, but I will say that I am done with Kiwami Two.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. I just wanted to give my uh, ranking for Kiwami 2.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, af- uh, Yakuza 5 is still my number one. And I actually have Yakuza Kiwami 2 tied with Yakuza 0. Ooh. So it's, they're right behind 5. And then Ooh. Yakuza 6 and then Yakuza Kiwami 1.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm. Yeah. I've yet to finish the game. I'm actually still playing it. I'm on chapter ten still, I believe. Hey, I'm. I'm, I'm past the date scene. If that makes any sense to you. Oh my and god, that whole scene was so cute, and I was like, oh my god, this feels like a real conversation because you never see that side of Kiryu before.
0: Ship, Kauru, guys, or yeah, Karama. Oh, no,
1: no, no. Ka- you? Kaur- Kauru.
0: Kauru, Kauru. ship, Kauru. And then Sayazama,
1: (laughs) Sayazama, ship it. Yeah, this is real hard.
0: This this is real love, I swear. Yeah,
1: it's so cute. It's so adorable. Like I want to see her continue on in the next game, in the next few games. (sighs) But I don't know. Oh my
0: god, I hope she's in three.
1: I I want her to be three, and I don't want her to die. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh my god, I I don't want
0: her to either. Uh, (laughs) uh, But um, yeah. Ship it, y'all. Ship it. <laughs> that mm. teddy bear scene and when they're on the balcony is ah like,
1: oh, yeah. She's like, "Thank you," and I was like, "Oh my god, so cute." <laughs> <laughs> it was.
0: It was all amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean that. That's as far as I got in the story because after that, I went right back to playing the Cabaret Club mini game. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I'm like so addicted to that mini game right now, as I was in Yakuza Zero.
0: Okay. I'm so dumb. I did not make the connection between the manager, um, Yuki, and Yakuza Zero. Really? <laughs> no, until until the end. Uh, ah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And
0: I was like, "What? What?" And then it's the glasses, man. It's the glasses throwing nope. me off, throwing I me know. off.
1: And. Oh, man, I don't know if I should talk about this in the spoiler cast or talk about it now. It's kind of a spoiler regarding Majima, but I don't know. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, we'll save it for the spoiler.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so, yeah, I mean, Yuki looks pretty good for 39, you know? <laughs> for, oh. a computer, for a computer girl, for a computer digital video game girl, I'm like, damn, girl, you look pretty good for 39.
0: I know, them Asian jeans.
1: For real, though.
0: And on top of that, I did finish the Majima um, storyline.
1: Okay, so you like, in my eyes, you've basically completed the whole game, front to back, because you completed both storylines, and you're pretty much waiting for the third game to come out.
0: Yeah, it's just not a hundred percented.
1: Yeah, no, totally, totally.
0: And I did very much enjoy the context that Majima's storyline brought to two.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, and- I mean, uh, yeah.
0: That's pretty much all I have to talk about, and then um, I am going to start Valkyria Chronicles 4 this weekend, as well as next week, I'm getting Red Dead 2, and um, also, I did not play it yet, but I actually have a a co-worker who has Soul Calibur 6, which I think as of today, it came out this morning.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah, so... I just found out that they have a copy of it and we're gonna play it next week.
1: Yo, w- that's... So, nice. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know? <laughs> why yeah, not? why not?
0: <laughs> so I'm I'll be I might have three games to talk about next week. So Valkyria Chronicles, oh. Red Dead, and Soul Calibur.
1: Nice, nice. Uh my plan after finishing Qambi two is I'm gonna start Shenmu and maybe I'll play something on PC. I'm not sure yet, but uh I don't know if I'm going to pick up Red Dead yet. I think I might be waiting until Black Friday to pick that one up.
0: For sure. About you know, Shenmue. A... Oh, man. I still have Shenmue. I actually forgot that I had it. And I uh, think. You know what? I, yeah. And honestly, I'm just, uh, I'm so bothered by the localization of it.
1: That's why I just play the Japanese language version. It's better for your ears
0: it is better for my ears but it's just so funny though
1: yeah i know I and it's i it's, honestly i'm gonna play it it's, i'm gonna record myself playing it and i'm just okay. gonna be like what the fuck
0: it's <laughs> like anytime i go back to shenmue i i tell myself oh my god i need to change it to the japanese one but this is so funny but this is so terrible Oh. <laughs> hey, it's yo! <laughs> like, aren't you where, ten? <laughs> where do they get these voices?
1: <laughs> uh, Craigslist? I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> My god. Uh, that That's reminds hilarious. me that I have to finish that as well. I and I legit yeah. have to finish that because it's on GameFly. <laughs>
1: No, dude, I totally get it. Like, I still need to finish Celeste, and I and we and we haven't even talked about Horizon Zero Dawn that we both decided that we were going to put on the shelf until we finish other games. If you and think that nothing's my mind,
0: nothing's going to happen in November and December. So that's like free reign yeah. for
1: yeah. I'm honestly at this point I it's might a just the canvas. Get pre- yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> at this point, I think I might pick up Okami and Breath of the Wild for the Switch since I can take it places as it's portable.
0: And you know me, I'm a huge proponent for Okami.
1: Yeah, and I've never played it, so we'll definitely trade thoughts once I get the game. Definitely. Um, Yeah, no, I, I need to finish Celeste since that's the birthday game that we got so many months ago. And did you start Way of the Samurai 4 yet?
0: Dude, I finished that.
1: It's oh, like, really? Holy it's shit. Like,
0: it's like three or four <laughs> hours to play.
1: Oh, well, what did you think of it?
0: Oh, my God. That game's ridiculous as fuck.
1: <laughs> it's like, like re- more re- ridiculous than Yakuza or It is what? like
0: lightweight, also offensive.
1: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's amazing. I want to play that game now. You know, what?
0: honestly, I feel like one of these days I'll replay like the first hour so I can give my feedback on it. Because I, I can't remember my feedback anymore. I finished it in like March.
1: Oh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that game is so, oh, my God, so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous.
1: Nice. nice. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you beat it, and I feel ashamed that I didn't finish the game that you got me because it's so hard. No, <laughs> like I, I, gave, I, I, gave I didn't up after realize a while. how
0: hard it was, man. It's all good in the hood.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I want to complete it, though. Don't get me wrong. I want to finish it, but I'm like, this is so challenging. I need no, to be in the right mood.
0: I feel it. I feel it. Like, sometimes, uh, like, side-scrolls, they're just difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this this to be, like, Super Meat Boy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's... Yeah. So, my plan right now is finish Kiwami 2, start playing Shenmue, and then I will maybe pick up Sonic Mania, Okami, and Breath of the Wild on Black Friday, along with Red Dead 2. Sounds like a plan. And for Shenmue, I want to record myself playing it, and I'll probably bring Mayu in so she can comment on things.
0: It's so dumb.
1: Exactly. We're gonna be making fun of the voices the whole time.
0: Oh man, it is so dumb.
1: Yeah, I bet, and I cannot wait.
0: I will tell you this: the Japanese version is a wonderful game. It's it's like it's. I like the storyline. It's like a very simple storyline because you know it was way back in like the nineties. But it, it, yeah. the, it's it's fun. It's it's good. I like it.
1: I just want to be able to go up to people and be like, I'm looking for some sailors. Stop. <laughs> have you seen any sailors around here?
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Where are the docks? <laughs> <It's like, what? laughs> Yo, shut up. Stop looking for sailors. <laughs> I don't have a fetish. I just want to look for sailors. <laughs> but it's it, that's how he sounds right yeah <laughs> it's it's really cringy and it's like ugh. i can't I wait oh uh, man that's all i have to talk about gaming um cool and, and then do, yeah do you have any news i i haven't really been keeping up with any news i've been pretty busy lately
0: all right so uh there's one there's one news about rockstar but then uh, I know that someone on the Discord wanted us to talk about Rockstar as well. And so we can talk about it in the questions. But I do. Um, this is kind of old news. It's a week and a half old. But uh, since I was sick, I didn't get to complain about it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I've decided and like I'm legit, like I'm not kidding. I've decided that I'm not going to play Kingdom Hearts. I'm boycotting Kingdom Hearts.
1: Oh, um, what happened? Because I have no idea what is going on.
0: Because fuck Square Enix. That's why.
1: What did they do? I have not been keeping up with the news.
0: So this is pretty old, but um, about a week and a half to two weeks ago, they announced that they were doing a compilation game called "The Story So Far." The, oh, the, oh, 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 oh. the title is actually called "The Story So Far."
1: I just want to say, and before you go on, that I have a Shrek DVD set that is called Shrek: The Story So Far, and it's <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, it's it's Shrek One, Shrek 4D, the ride with 3D glasses, and Shrek Two, and that's just that's just why Shrek does it the have Story Shrek so Far? the 3D ride? I don't know, all right? <laughs> but that's what it's called. <laughs> this collection of DVDs is called Shrek: The Story So Far. So I just want to say Kingdom Hearts, you stole that from Shrek.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> if I can find a DVD cover of it, I'll post it in like the yes, meme section of our of our Discord. This is why <laughs> you
0: boycott Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason to boycott it because they are they are copying, it's plagiarizing Shrek. it's funny but i'm not buying it i'm not buying kingdom hearts 3 anymore especially because the story okay if the story so far so first of all kingdom hearts has been delayed from for 10 years between yep two and three that's going to come out in january of 2019 And then they have all of these side games, which you are kind of told, like, don't really, like, they're side games for a reason. And now you're being told late in the game, months before Kingdom 3 comes out, that, hey, you know those side games we kept releasing? It turns out they're actually relevant. So let me release a $40 game that sums up everything that you need to know months before the $60 game comes out. I think that if the story so far came out in, say, February of this year, or it came out in the beginning of this year, that would make sense. But instead, they pulled this bullshit where they didn't even figure out when the game was releasing, when Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to come out. They kept prolonging it, and every time that you thought they were going to release it, they didn't release it until, like, just some random time in the summer. And they're just telling you now, after they release the date, that, hey this stuff's relevant, so pay to play it. Um, So, which is the reason why I'm legit not playing T- Kingdom Hearts 3. Because Square Enix can shove it. And the truth of the matter is, is that there's a lot of these j- fans who are still going to play Kingdom Hearts 3 anyway. So it's not like my purchase even makes a difference. But the fact that uh, this is, like, probably like just my stance of that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, I can't support that. <laughs>
1: No, I feel you. And uh, to be honest, I probably wasn't going to play it at all either since I'm not a really huge fan of the series. I tried to beat one, but it got stuck on the par with Ursula. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this game. So I stopped playing it. And then uh, now they announced like the remixes are coming out. And then they announced the story so far. And I was like, you know what? As someone who has been holding out this whole time, why would I bother throwing money at this that I never was really interested in, in the whole time? It's like this is a thing that exists Simply to piss me off is what I feel like. It's like, the story's so convoluted and complicated. Um, If you've held out for this long, good for you. But I'm sure there have been a lot of fans over time that have dropped off from the series.
0: Hashtag boycott Kingdom
1: Hearts. And to be honest, maybe I will play in the future, but I'm talking about like five years from now. So, I don't know. Hashtag boycott
0: Kingdom Hearts.
1: There you go. Said it twice. Solidified. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I I am on par with you, Elisa. I feel like it's not really a game that I'm interested in at the moment. There's a lot more interesting games in my pipeline. Um. So yeah, I, I probably we probably won't talk about that game on our podcast until something interesting comes up about it in the news. But we you probably won't hear firsthand gaming experience from us. Sorry, guys
0: boycott kingdom hearts
1: that's the third time well all right no more kingdom hearts stuff anyways should we move on to questions
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure hashtag boycott kingdom hearts
1: fourth time (laughs) (laughs) so we have quite a few questions this week i'm very happily surprised by this i
0: know thanks for all the questions y'all there's a lot of questions in fact in fact there's actually a question that we missed so um, yeah and we're
1: we're so sorry
0: (laughs) yeah so we're also gonna read that and um yeah a lot of things to talk about
1: yeah um So the first one is from Hooded Dude. It's from episode 72 of the podcast. And Hooded Dude says, shout out to you, dude, by the way, says, uh, I'm also a big fan of the detective games. Ace Attorney is so good. Like Jeremy said, you'll definitely enjoy it, Elisa. The soundtrack is memorable. I played the games like 10 years ago and the soundtrack is still in my head whenever I think about Ace Attorney. Looking forward to replaying the first three, which are the best in my opinion. Thanks for the TGS summary. I actually didn't have time to look at almost anything from that show, so it's nice to hear everything on your podcast. First of all, thanks for the nice comment, hooded Dude. That was yes, great.
0: Yes, as always, thank you. Uh, we're sorry that we we actually missed this comment on YouTube, but we found it, so.
1: Yes, we will, we're doing our best to make sure that no comment is left behind. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that's pretty straightforward. Alisa, uh, again, you'll definitely enjoy it. The music's good. And then make sure you watch the live-action movie because there is a live-action uh, uh, Ace Attorney movie that I thought was fun. It's not the best live-action movie of an anime that I've ever seen, but I think it's a fun movie regardless.
0: Sure, I'm down for it.
1: Yeah, it's it, everyone's wearing a ridiculous wig is what it looks like. It looks like a cosplay movie, but professionally done. Okay. And and the ga- the movie's based on I'd say the first game, so there's a lot of you, like you need to complete the first game before you watch the movie, otherwise you'll spoil everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they, uh, thanks for listening to the TGS roundup, Hooded Dude. I hope others that are listening also found it helpful. We love TGS. It's it's a great convention in my opinion, and we're trying to go there one day. We'll always talk about it, never go because we're always busy. But, one day um, one day one day yeah we'll keep we'll just keep saying that you know <laughs> Sponsor, <laughs> sponsor us jl, oh, J-L please <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah uh would you like to take us in for the second one alisa
0: all right so this one is from go anique go and we found out actually too that you say his name anique anique thanks for
1: clarifying that yes
0: so, Downtime, I caught up on all episodes, and this is still a great podcast. Thank you for your work and efforts. This sounds too professional, doesn't it? I love Downtime <laughs> podcast. Um, and so he has four questions, so I'll, I'll read them out. So uh, the first one is L- actually...
1: Let's go one by one, by the yeah. way, Lisa. We'll just yeah, answer them one by one.
0: Yeah, the first one is actually for Jeremy, and it's, oh. and it's have you ever played AC? set to a different region to get the different rewards also yes what is ac animal crossing oh my god okay (laughs) it's not assassin's creed (laughs) okay yeah no i was like what
1: (laughs) yeah no 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 don't worry i got it (laughs)
0: okay okay cool all right you can elaborate on that
1: now oh uh you can finish the question before i elaborate
0: okay so also non-game related A previous podcast, you talked about Joypolis in Tokyo. Yup. I went to Japan with my cousin this summer, and Joypolis is awesome. Uh, Odaiba is underrated for gaming. I think it's better than Akihabara.
1: Okay. So to answer your first question... Technically the rest of it is a comment, but yes, I have played AC, Animal Crossing, set in different regions to get different rewards. There's this thing called the International Island, which I'm sure you're aware of, Anik. It's where you go to either go locally or you can go internationally and you can go to the International Island and meet other people from around the world. Usually when I did that back in 2013, there were always, always, always without fault Japanese people that would be there. And I met this one girl, and she would just throw free crap on the ground and be like, take. I'm like, oh, thank you. And she's like, it's yours. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and it was, and then I didn't know what it was, and then I picked it up, and I looked at in my inventory, and it was like, uh, like a leaf chair or something. And it didn't go with the rest of my house, but I took it anyways because I was like, hey, free stuff, you know? But that's about it. And then we uh, went fishing together. We caught a bunch of bugs. And then she's like, bye. I was like, wow, that was a fast date. And then she just left. (laughs) (laughs) No words exchanged except for take, chair, thanks, bye. (laughs) I was like, okay. GG. GG. I know, right? I was like, cool, cool. (laughs) So, so yeah, I've been to, I guess, a different region per se. Um, And... Well, I guess if he's talking about another way, which is if you go to Japan, you can actually take your 3DS to Japan. At the time, um, you could like go to 7-Eleven and you can get like spe- 7-Eleven specific items, like 7-Eleven food. You can get the like a ATM machine, stuff like that uh, from Japan. So I did Oh, Steam I didn't Pass. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go to 7-Eleven or Family Mart, and you can go connect to their Wi-Fi via your 3DS and download very specific items that are only for that region. So. That it's is really
0: your, cool. I had no idea you they even were affiliated with Seven Eleven's and whatnot.
1: Oh yeah, no, totally. Like I one time I went to someone's house in the international house viewing place, I guess you could say. I, I guess it was like a it was a way to go view other people's houses from around around the world and without fault, the Japanese people's houses were always like perfectly pristine. Like every room had a theme, all the furniture from that theme was there. Um And this one guy had a 7-Eleven store as his lobby. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, his whole lobby was like a convenience store, like, perfectly laid out. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. So I looked up the history, and yeah, Nintendo did, like, a crossover with 7-Eleven for other previous Animal Crossing games, and you can get 7-Eleven-specific items for uh, that game.
0: That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, and it was more of an incentive for people to get out and go to 7-Eleven, to be honest. Because once you're (laughs) in there... After you connect your 3ds to the Wi-Fi, you're like, I'm kind of hungry now. You know, you pick up a snack or something, you know, on your way home. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, no, the answer to that part of the question, I actually did not do that. I wish I did. The most I did with my 3ds in Japan was Street Pass with people, which is when you put your um 3ds on like standby when you close it, close like the the lid of the 3ds per se, and then you just walk around Tokyo and you'll you'll tag other people that have the Street Pass. Or have the 3DS on them, and then you can like go into like the built-in mini games of the 3DS and collect their names, collect the regions, and they help you like beat certain mini games. The more people you collect, the the further in the levels of the mini games that you progress. So uh, it's hard to explain, but um, you collect people basically, and I did that a lot, but I didn't get any region-specific items from Animal Crossing, and I'm really sad that I didn't. But for sure, um, it's okay. Maybe the Nintendo Switch version will do it. Next time I go to Japan with my Switch, I'll connect to the Wi-Fi to, at 7-Eleven and get those items. Mhm.
0: Uh,
1: and awesome. the other part of Yeah, it's a really cool thing that they did. Um and the other comment you mentioned Joy- Joypolis in Tokyo and Odaiba being better for gaming than Akihabara. I 100% agree. I can't stress this enough and I've mentioned it before when I first came back from Japan and went to Joypolis. I recommend that you go to the Sega arcade Joypolis in Odaiba because it's much better than going to a gaming experience in Akihabara because Sega does have a large arcade presence in Akihabara. Like, when you walk out of Akihabara Station and you you turn and walk onto the main strip of Akihabara, you'll see the Sega building that's red with the blue font. Like, that that whole thing is just all Sega arcade games. And while it's a lot of fun, like, Joypolis is more of a theme park meets video games, and I love that aspect of it.
0: I really so, want to go to Odaiba now. Next time I'm in you, Japan. Oh man,
1: like it's it's a like it's a mall. There's Diver City. There's the giant Gundam. Yeah, Fuji T- Fuji TV is there. They have like the gift shop at Fuji TV. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know if they they didn't have Terrace House stuff when I went, but I I wish they did. That's like an entire
0: uh, day trip. Actually, I realized going to Odaiba. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, totally. But definitely check out Joypolis because that place, I want to go back there and make sure you buy the pass for like 50 bucks because you can then um play all day, unlimited amount of times on everything. So nice. Do it. Yeah. um, I love that. That's it. And uh, also thanks, Anique, for uh, surviving the summer in Japan. You know, I mean, that's uh, glad you're back. To comment on our podcast because the summer in japan is no joke that that is a hot hot summer very yep. humid
0: asia summer
1: Ugh, wow and Brutal. all the
0: mosquitoes are out too
1: Ugh, don't like that either
0: i know the first time i went to japan was during the summer
1: oh yeah i remember you mentioned that and that's horrible <laughs> yeah well i can't really i can't really like say anything about that because my first experience in Japan as well was in the summer and it was like wow this is too too much
0: as much as I hate humidity I can handle humidity better than dry heat
1: yeah me too
0: humidity makes me like it feel it sucks how you feel but I'm still alive <laughs> yeah and and your skin
1: is beautiful yes
0: your skin is clear and it's wonderful it's smooth soft gotta love humidity for that
1: Mm. oh yeah so there's a second question as well i can read it okay so the second question is actually for you it says alisa based on your detroit spoiler cast what decision was the hardest to make not a choice cause you were trying to figure out the best ending but the choice that inside of the most emotion from you and go dubs
0: Hey, go Dubs. We played Yay. Utah today.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Um, Now, I feel like when I played Heavy Rain, since that type of game was a surprise to me, more things were eliciting different feelings. And although I was trying to go for the best ending, I was definitely much more emotional when I played that. Versus... Detroit. But I will also say that part of the reason why I didn't feel as emotional towards Detroit was there were some parts of the storyline that were kind of um I don't know if this makes sense, my wording, but it was they were trying to be so feely that I didn't feel anything. <laughs> does that, does that make yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah.
0: and and basically that's all because of the Marcus storyline. And so Jeremy Marcus is a protester android okay yeah and so okay, okay. it was one of those things where it was like you were supposed to f- you were supposed to feel something from that obviously especially when the pro especially when the protest went a different way but the thing about the protest was it was too like not too liberal but it was you you were really trying to make me feel something regarding androids versus humans that i just kind of it was it was more of just me watching something versus actually having an emotion towards it it was just too much i think
1: yeah i feel you
0: i surprisingly enough i think that the storyline that elicited the most emotion for me was connor's which is the guy who starts off with no emotions at all and if i had to pinpoint a like the a specific choice like i want to say that in heavy and if you play heavy rain then you'll remember this but Ethan, Mars, and Heavy Rain in the White Room—that's probably the peak of all like my emotions. Like I, that was one. That was I was so I was crying <laughs> during that scene, and I yeah. just didn't know what to do. I think uh. close to that, but I didn't feel it with Detroit. But the closest thing that I could make it to that is when Connor is at the mansion with Hank. And that and that's as much as, as far as I can go without being spoilery, but anyone who's played it knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. And go dubs.:
1: Yes, go dubs. All right, uh, do you want to read the next Next question, technically?
0: All right, so question number three: in the political climate of the United States? If you found out a game developer that created a well-known franchise or a very respected and popular game turns out to be a dick or a terrible person, how would you react and would you still support it?
1: I need to collect my thoughts first. If you already have an answer, you could go ahead.
0: Okay. I do have so I I read it I read it, so I was able to think about it. Um how I like to sum this up is so when you, unless you're an indie developer, when you create a game, you have a lot of people on that team creating the game. So, for example, I'll give Naughty Dog. So remember Naughty Dog last year had the whole sexual harassment case and HR kind of swept it under the rug. And that was, re- yeah, that was yeah. really bad. And I think they also fired that person, which is exactly what they sh- what should have happened. But I don't. Totally. But I don't think like basically that action should not be a damper on everyone else in Naughty Dog who is a good person and worked on the game. So I yes. I feel that basically in a if you're playing a game that's made by a collective of like 500 people, if one person is the bad apple, that shouldn't affect how you feel about. The game. If everyone is a Nazi, then yeah, sure. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> is the, but Wait, yeah, yeah.
0: That that's basically how I feel about it.
1: Okay. Okay. No, I, I I I more or less agree with you. I don't really. I don't really know of anyone in particular that would do it, but I can give an example. Let's say. What's what's that guy's name? Uh, Double Fine Guy. I keep forgetting his name.
0: Oh, oh. F- y- <laughs> y'all know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Double Fine Man. Let's say Double Fine... I was going to say Todd Howard, but nope, that's uh, Bethesda. So let's say Double Fine Guy decides to be a dick and fire half the staff and be like, you know what? We're only going to make slot machine games because that's what games are popular. <laughs> Tim Schafer. <laughs> the name. There we go, Tim Schafer. He's a great guy, but I'm just saying what if he turned into a dick, you know? Would I still buy Psychonauts 2? probably not knowing that fact i'd wait for reviews to come out i'd play wait a couple of years until um uh, the game was cheaper and maybe like the drama surrounding this whole situation calmed down um my my thing is always vote with your wallet you should always 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 speak with your money when it comes to video games the good example is the yakuza series i know we always talk about it but the way the only way that you can make more of this kind of game come out and especially this franchise come to the West is if you vote with your wallet. Pay for the game. You know, it's only twenty bucks on PS4 slash PC on Steam. So if you really want to experience a lot of hours of fun and a dramatic storyline, then definitely check out that series because that's one of the series that's that's a series that's I feel is refreshing to the game genre. Um and i i want to see more of it and i think there's a lot of people that agree so at the bottom line is if there's something that you don't like then just don't buy it
0: hashtag boycott kingdom hearts
1: there's the fifth one <laughs> um going right. off
0: of this topic it's not political but um you know about the Rockstar story right
1: yeah yeah
0: i wanted to talk about ro- the Rockstar story a little bit because it, it's kind of related to people potentially being a dick <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. Please elaborate.
0: Yeah, and uh, if you, uh, it's it's gone. It's made its way through the media. But if you haven't heard, um, Hauser was make was doing an interview about Rockstar, and he was you know hyping up the game. And one of the things that he hyped up the game with was, yeah, like we had like we worked like one hundred hour weeks just to finish this game, <laughs> and that line which is over like your it's over your like the minimum like hours by like 60 hours in the United States brought yes, a lot of yeah. brought a lot of backlash and then recently I want to say yesterday or maybe two days ago um Hauser ba- um backtracked on the statements like oh when i said that i just meant it was the writers and like we worked 100 hour days but we always give if people wanted to work 100 hour days it would be because they're passionate and it would be their choice (laughs) and then and then he also said that we allowed anyone who works at rockstar to speak if they want
1: oh yeah okay yeah, no, I I remember reading about all that and my comments are only that I don't know how true this is. I mean, I I believe Rockstar to be the this of the same standard and quality that it produces. Like the only way that good games are made is if there's good people behind it. So, I'm really hoping that what he's saying is true, but also I'm not sure because it's in this climate it's hard to believe who's true who's actually speaking the truth or not. We all know what happened to Telltale and you know they said a lot of things before but they always turn out to be false yeah so it's it's just like where does it end yeah. you know like is there any is there any honesty in this franch in this uh in this whole system
0: yeah and uh just to, it was everything was in bad taste because it all happened after the telltale incident and yeah 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 um just to give some background uh the in terms of the united states work culture i'm not this is not calling out rockstar and pinpointing them specifically and telling them they're a bad person this is more of me bringing to light what the tech and video game culture is like in california in the united states but these companies they their benefits and they create a sort of community where you kind of everything is in the company and you never have to leave like for example an example would be they cater your lunch or they even cater your dinner or they do like they do all of these things like they have like basically like google is a, is a perfect example of this where you can yes. live in google and psychologically it's created that way so that you feel comfortable in google and you feel like you Put more hours into it so it's not like we don't for for sure we don't know if this is like a definitive thing in rockstar and it very well might be but this is like kind of the truth about the industry here people lie and they under report their hours even if they have worked like 80 hours and i worked at a company before where a lot of people work the weekend like content writers and designers and engineers they worked long hours and they still reported the 40 even if they slept at the company overnight because the you know the ceo told them to and this is just like i think that with rockstar and telltale and not this is just a good thing to bring light of the issues surrounding video game and tech jobs
1: yeah no totally uh, thanks for enlightening us on that I think it's it's a really good point and I, I agree with you I feel like people don't understand what it's like to be in a situation because once you start doing it you kind of don't really think about it because you're so stressed out or you're so focused on doing it that you don't really think about it until later when you're like oh shit this is actually happening to me like sometimes you don't you read about it but then it actually when it actually happens to you you're like fuck I guess I have to do it you know there's some form of obligation you feel like doing it before like you feel like you should be doing it But, you know, it shouldn't always be this way, especially, you know, the human body can't only take so much. So when you push someone, and push someone to their limits, it's it's not good. And I recently experienced that not not personally, but I've experienced that with another coworker where he was being pushed to the limit. And he just he simply said he wasn't going to come into work because he couldn't feel anything anymore. And he was just. He was just really exhausted and tired and he had huge headaches. And so, but they still needed him to work. And so the people at my company went to his house to get what they needed from him because he couldn't come to the office. It's like, Oh my God, there's like, there's two sides to this. There's a side where it's like, you have to understand that not everyone can push themselves to this limit. And also there is a limit, but there's the, for the people that need something from you, despite, you know, not understanding this whole concept it's like you have you need to be respectful of that you have to be respectful of people's time and and know that not everyone works on your schedule so it was just really it was was just really frustrating to see and although as i mentioned it didn't happen to you personally it's just it just there's something that needs to be done something that needs to change
0: the united states is capitalist so this type of stuff happens all the time Labor unions are allowed in the United States, but they highly discourage it, even though you're allowed to have one.
1: Yeah, it's really weird.
0: So I think what whatever comes out of this, it's it's just important to be aware of what potential things can happen in the video game industry and tech industry in the United States.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you're absolutely right. So we'll close it out with some more fun stuff. Um, I want to read the rest of Anik's question slash comment. Yes, go for uh, it. So his question number four is final lighthearted question. What is or where is your next travel location? And he closes up his comments slash questions with keep up the good work. I listen to the podcast on Android, but maybe I'll create an Apple account just to write a review for you guys. Oh have a great night, <laughs> Anik. So first of all, thank you for offering to make an Apple account just to write a review for us. That really means a lot to us and we really appreciate that because um you know we're still growing as a little tiny podcast and yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of fun doing this for people and It still amazes me to this day that people actually listen and ask us questions. Definitely. And to answer your question, I am actually traveling to Hawaii for Thanksgiving to visit my parents. They actually moved to Hawaii earlier this year, and now they're living their dreams out. And I want to go visit them. I haven't seen them in a while. So my brother and I are going to fly out to Hawaii and just hang out with them, eat some good food, maybe get a little fat, you know, as it is in Thanksgiving. Loco moco. Uh, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Lisa? Where are you going?
0: So I actually have like a tiny board, and it it's a mo- it's not a mood board, but it's just uh, when I have thoughts about visiting a place, I just write them down, and then sometimes I erase them if I'm not in the mood, uh, or <laughs> you know, like it's it's one of those types of boards. So uh, sure. currently on my board, I have Japan, air, and then there's a arrow that I drew Hokkaido. Which is the Northern uh-huh. Island, so I have that. I have Cuba. I have New Orleans. I have Aztec temples. <laughs> cool. Yes, and I have Morocco. And this, the, the, oh. yeah, the, they're just ideas and just inspirations. Okay. That that eventually may or may not be acted on, like. Either in a year, or like maybe in like twenty years, you know. So, sure, sure, yeah. But those are things that are on my radar currently.
1: Okay, that's awesome. Yes, it's always good to have a plan and then execute it later on when you have the means.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, our next question is from Divine Eater Aron from our Discord, and he says, "I'm in San Francisco now." And spending the last days here until I go to Mexico, I want to say that the seafood here in California is not what I expected. I, I'm biased, but a lot of the fish doesn't feel like doesn't feel fresh, like they defrosted it or did not catch it the same day. Is this common? Uh, well, first of all, I don't. I am not a fisherman, Nora. Am I a professional chef myself? But I'm sorry that you're not enjoying the seafood here. <laughs>
0: Oh my god i feel
1: uh,
0: oh my god damn that's like a <laughs> that's like a dish right there
1: yo that's a, that's a deep cut bro <laughs> i know
0: oh uh, well he uh, uh, so a uh, divine eater oran's from turkey though which is on the mediterranean
1: right i mean he probably gets like the best seafood ever
0: i know so i'm gonna break it down the best i could um we actually don't get a lot of our food fr- seafood and fish from California. We get it from Alaska.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's already frosted by the time it gets here.
0: Yeah, so that that's on like and that that's basically how like how it is. The, there are things you can get here though. You can get oysters, you can get um what is it? Uh Dungeness clam, crab. Clam. Oh yeah, yeah. Clams. Yep. Um, there's probably more.
1: Uh, I'd say just shellfish, like the yeah. shellfish that we named in general, is really good out here. But anything that swims, uh, you know, think twice about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's most likely from Alaska. Not to say that it's bad at all, because mm-hmm. like Washington and Alaskan salmon is great. So it 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 obviously is will probably taste better in Seattle or in Alaska. But um, right, yeah.
1: But yeah, no, if you still want to eat some better seafood, uh, get crab, get shellfish out here. It's a lot better than getting salmon or cod roe, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely.
0: Thank you, Divine Eater, for the question. I'm glad you're enjoying North America, by the way.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you're enjoying the bay.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm really sorry about the fish
1: yeah uh it, it, if you ever come back it's just get other stuff
0: yeah it's not our best but um if you go to the right spot you will find good stuff
1: yes agreed
0: yeah uh the last question is from pj sucks and it's from the discord and he wrote in the japan episode and detroit episodes were great i hope you two can get on the podcast together soon because those two episodes were recorded separately but we're back on the podcast so yay yay and then question for friday is what's your favorite alcohol
1: well first of all pj sucks 108 welcome to the discord welcome to the podcast and uh, thanks for listening Yes, it's always great to have uh listeners either you were a lurker before if you're a new listener welcome definitely um, uh, my favorite alcohol, I have to say, right now is Scotch, specifically Lefroy Ten Year. Oh
0: man! Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it's relatively cheap to get. I'd say cheap because it's more of uh, a cheaper liquor you could buy at um, Trader Joe's. Because I buy it at Trader Joe's for like forty, and it goes on. It goes for like sixty in other places. So I think Trader Joe's is a good deal. But uh, it was one of the first scotches I was introduced to, and I just fell in love with it after that. It's really smooth. Um, it's Scotch. For those that don't know, is a type of whiskey that's brewed in Scotland. It has to be brewed in Scotland for it to be called Scotch. It's very smooth. Like I mentioned before, I keep saying that. I don't know why, but uh, it's good. I it's, uh, there's other drinks I could list, but right now I'm just gonna say Lafroy 10 Year Scotch.
0: And I've tried it before, and it is very good. Yes. Straight up, when Jeremy and I worked together, one time one of our friends, like he brought out like his like straight up his work binder, and he opens up the work binder. And it's the freaking scotch, and he goes, "It's my birthday."
1: Yeah, yeah that's right.
0: <laughs> and, we're like, and we're like,
1: "What the?" <laughs> He's like, "Take a shot with me." <laughs> we're like, "What?" <laughs> it's like three p.m. We're like, "Oh, okay."
0: Oh my god, sure. it really was though.
1: Yeah, I was like, "All right, well, let's, I'm down. Let's do it." <laughs> that was a great moment. That was a really great moment.
0: <laughs> um now, for me uh my favorite alcohol is tequila tequila and um, just for kicks, um, I'd say my favorite uh beer is a company that comes out of San Diego and they're called Belching Beaver. That's my favorite beer company, probably.
1: Oh, I had no idea, nice. yes, yeah. good choice.
0: Yeah, I, I like I drink a lot of beer. Um and I particularly really like that one. They have a really good stout. I like I enjoy their stout.
1: Hmm. Okay. I'll have to give it a try sometime.
0: Yes. And I'm
1: mostly a logger guy when it comes to beers.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's it. That's all for questions. If you want to ask us a question, email us contact at downtime.live. If you go to www.downtime.live you will have a link to our discord if you want to chat there and you can always contact us and ask a question directly on the website and we are available on YouTube and pretty much every podcasting platform except for Spotify if you want to write us a review on Apple Podcasts please do so and we're on Twitter
1: yeah um, by the way, Elisa, I heard it was easier to get on Spotify now. Some creator thing is happening with Spotify.
0: Oh, I gotta, okay. I gotta, ho- I gotta check that out then.
1: Yeah, I'll, I can, I can send you a link, I think. I, I, I think I bookmarked it somewhere. I'll find it.
0: All right. Sounds good.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, shout out to Anique. Thanks for the long question again. Don't be afraid to join our Discord, Anique. Always looking for more people to join the Discord. Yep. If you, most, if you notice from today, as we mentioned, most of these questions came from our Discord. And so we're always chatting with you guys. I love seeing your guys' opinions and talking about stuff and just laughing at random stuff that we talk about. So straight up, uh, a
0: divine eater posted his pictures from Yosemite.
1: So. Yeah, dude, yo, that was so cool, dude! Please post more pics. I want to <laughs> see more because that those are good photos. Like, I was gonna comment and say like, "Oh, dude, these are great," but then the conversation went somewhere else. So I was like, "That's weird." If I comment again, no,
0: that's not <laughs> weird.
1: <laughs> I felt I felt awkward. I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I don't want to do that." Like,
0: oh my god! But, okay, the photos are
1: great, though, dude. Thanks, Divine Eater, Aaron. Those are, those photos are awesome. Please post more and tell us more about your trip once it's over or during your trip if you have time.
0: Definitely. And um, yeah, this has been the seventy fifth episode of Downtime Podcast. See ya. Have a good night. Peace.